Hello, everybody, and welcome back into Sports Call here on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app on this fine Friday. JJ Jackson with Brooks Childress and Ryan Lavoy. We're so excited to go to our phone lines and bring on a good friend of the program. It is Kevin McAlpin of the Braves Radio Network. He's kind enough to join us here on today's show. Uh, Kevin, we're grateful for the time. How are you, my friend? Guys, I am doing well. How are you today? Doing very well. We appreciate you uh, taking some time to chat with us. The month of June is continuing to move on, uh, and the Braves keep playing good baseball. What's this month been like for you to watch the Braves play this way? Yeah, I mean, look, it's been a, it's been a fun month. There's no doubt about it. Uh, a team that got off to a, a bit of a rocky start first couple of months of the season, they really rebounded in a big-time way. I mean, you had a chance to set a franchise record uh, in the Atlanta era for wins in a calendar month. You come up just short uh, last night, but, you know, still overall a really, really productive month. You were ten and a half games back. Now you're, what, three and a half games back entering play tonight. So uh, I don't want to say that the Mets are looking in the rearview mirror or peeking over their shoulder, but uh, this is a team that's coming on strong, and they're doing it without being fully healthy. Uh, you know, you had Acuna been banged up here uh, in the first month of the season, and then he's had – some little nagging issues uh, over the you know the last few weeks, whether it was the, the groin or the hamstring or now the left foot. Uh, so, you know, you've been without your leadoff, man, and guys have stepped up, and it's been Danzy Swanson, it's been Travis Darnot, it's been Michael Harris in the ninth spot in your lineup. I mean, they've had so many different guys step up when needed. Um, your starting pitching, for the most part, has been really, really good. Your bullpen's been terrific, and it'll be tested now that Kenley Jansen's down, no doubt about it, but Overall, defensively, you're catching the ball. Uh, you're just you're kind of firing on all cylinders, and it took them, you know, 50 plus games to get that thing rolling. But when they did, uh, boy, this is exactly what we expect from this team. So uh, I think that uh, fans of this organization are in for a really, really exciting second half of the summer here in Atlanta. And, and Kevin, obviously, it, it was a special month for the Braves, and we, we do want to focus on that. However, I would be remiss if I did not ask you. Uh, about the last weekend and everything to do with Freddie Freeman and, and all the stuff that's yep. come out allegedly about his agent. First, take me through the weekend and the emotions for Freddie Freeman and, and your thoughts on the matter. And then secondly, a little bit about the aftermath of, of now the, the he said, she said sort of thing with his agent and the Braves. Yeah, you know, it was really interesting. I've, I've been in hundreds of press conference situations uh, over all my years uh, covering not only baseball but sports and doing football and basketball and uh, things of that nature. I have never seen a player walk into a press conference room and take a look at the assembled media and, and tell them, I need a few moments, and walk out of the room crying, uh, come back in the room five, six minutes later, tears in their eyes, uh, literally telling the press, I can't look up and, and look at you guys while I answer your questions or I'm not going to make it through this interview process. Uh, that's what happened with Freddie last week. I think that you know there was a lot going on with Freddie. Um, I think that the, the lead up to last weekend was probably a bit stressful for him. You know, number one, uh, I, I don't think he ever wanted to leave Atlanta. That's been uh, pretty evident when you listen to some of the things he said uh, over the last couple of weeks. But number two, uh, I think that there was a lot of nerves as to how he'd be received when he came back to Truist Park. Would he get booed? Would fans turn on him? You know, there's been some ugly things said on social media, and I, I've kind of you know, responded to some folks going, you're kind of making some false assumptions here, and, and some of the things you're saying isn't necessarily accurate. Um, so, you know, ultimately, he got a tremendous ovation. I have no idea how he even saw the pitches in his first at-bat with the tears in his eyes. He had a chance to address the crowd, 
Um, tons of emotion for Freddie. And, you know, I, I think while it was uh, a, a busy weekend, probably nobody happier to get on that Dodger charter and head out of town late last Sunday night than, than Freddie just to have it all behind him and now really just focus on baseball here in 2022. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a very emotional moment for the fans. Uh, for Freddie, for his family, for, for those of us who have known Freddie for, you know, 12, 15 years since he was a kid. Uh, it was, it was emotional for everybody involved. And then, you know, now that you're hearing some of these reports of him moving on from his agency and uh, going in different directions, um, the timing is certainly very interesting knowing what transpired, uh, last weekend. So, uh, I'm, I'm not entirely surprised. Um, again, I think that there was probably a period where he thought about doing this earlier and maybe, you know, thought otherwise, but, um, you know, had a bit of a change of heart after last weekend in Atlanta. So I don't know what this means for Freddie and his representation long term. Obviously, he doesn't really need uh, an agent uh, while he's under a six year deal. Um, but, you know, he'll, he'll certainly need one if he wants to play beyond this six years. Um, so he'll have to figure that out as, as he moves forward. So whether that's with the, the current folks he's used at Excel or, or uh, other, other folks down the road, um, it, it, the timing is very coincidental that it happened right after they were in Atlanta. So um, I know that uh, it, was a, it was a tough weekend for, for him and his family. Uh, I think he was happy to see a lot of familiar faces. But believe me, I think he was really happy to get to that hotel uh, in the middle of the night in Denver late last Sunday night. Just a couple weeks or more now till the uh, All-Star game, Kevin. We, we found out yesterday that Ronald Acuna Jr., the leading vote-getter in the National League, and then the uh, American League leader was Aaron Judge. Two great names and players in the sport. So Acuna will be starting the All-Star game. Who else from Atlanta do you think deserves the nod into the All-Star game? Well, look, I think Dansby Swanson has put together an all-star season, and I think he will be there uh, probably as a reserve when all said and done. Uh, but he has been outstanding. And you go back to last year and what he did, 27 bombs uh, a year ago. I don't think any of us expected that kind of power production uh, from Dansby, but you know he certainly has put together a resume worthy of being there. Uh, a couple of pitchers as well. I would go with Max Reed and, and Kyle Wright. Um, they are certainly very very deserving of being a you know, first-time All-Star. Travis Darno, he moves on. He's got a chance. And then how about William Contreras uh, right up there in the, uh, in the next round of voting as a finalist? I mean, that, this is a guy who's not even supposed to be here. He's supposed to be at AAA, and he's had just an unbelievable year. So I got a feeling when those, uh, when those rosters are finally unveiled, Braves are going to have tons of representation. Obviously, we know Brian Stitcher will manage the National League team, and that's going to be a thrill for him. But I think he's going to be uh, well represented with a number of Braves caps in that dugout uh, here in a few weeks in Los Angeles, and rightfully so. Uh, coming off a World Series title, uh, folks taking notice nationally of, of guys like Austin Riley and Dancy Swanson and some of the other guys that we know here are really good players, but maybe not. Um, necessarily the household names nationally. Uh, great to see Acuna be the leading vote getter, and that that'll be awesome to see him in there again. Um, so yeah, I got a feeling there's going to be four or five or six guys from the uh, from the Braves. As I've joked uh, with Dansby going on this run over the last you know month and a half, I hope he doesn't have uh, you know vacation plans for the All Star break because I think he's going to be spending it in Southern California. And Kevin, speaking of you know turning the calendar into July, getting close to the All Star game, we're also getting closer to the trade deadline at the end of the month. And we saw the Braves make a minor move earlier today with the, getting a new reliever in there from the Boston Red Sox. Uh, is there anything you're hearing? Uh, what the Braves' plans could be going toward the deadline? Are they going to sit tight with what they've got right here, or do you think they make a move when we get down toward it? 
Well, here's the thing. They're going to make moves, but there's going to be a bunch of internal moves they're going to make. Uh, they're going to get Eddie Rosario back at some point later in the month of July. Uh, Tyler Matzik's not far off. Uh, and then they've got two pitchers uh, rehabbing at the complex in Northport. They've got Tyler Ma- or they've got uh, uh, Mike Soroka, and they've got Kirby Yates. Uh, so there's four big pieces you're going to add to the organization uh, at some point here in the next few weeks. Uh, hopefully all goes well uh, for Soroka when he does begin an official rehab assignment. But, uh, you know, again, there's there's some really good internal options. Uh, as far as who they could go out and, and add, uh, I think that what you've seen, some inconsistencies from your rotation. Uh, maybe you feel like adding another veteran starter could be, a, you know, a spot you look to um, try to add uh, at the deadline. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, go back to last season. What did Alex Anthopoulos say when he made all of those moves at the trade deadline? Big reason why he was able to, to take on that salary was the fans. Guys, the Braves drew $2.3 million at Truist Park last year. They are at 41 games, so they're at the halfway point of their home schedule. They're over a million and a half already, so they are right on track for about $3 million in attendance this year. So, again, if you want to use last year as a model – Taking on salary, I think they'll certainly be in a position where they can do that once here again, uh, again this year. So, again, I, if it's a veteran starter, uh, maybe it's another piece off the bench. You know, the big thing with your bench, guys, is that you don't really use it quite like you used to in the National League, no DH games. So that could change a little bit there. But I, I do think a, a starter could could certainly be in the plans, uh, someone to really help put them over the top with uh, guys like Anderson, you know, having an up-and-down year, Charlie Morton, slow start, he's pitching better, but uh, do you want to see more? Maybe. Um, so I think that a veteran starter could be in their plans here over the next few weeks. And, and Kevin, we also know, you mentioned Eddie Rosario potentially coming back here relatively soon as he's in his rehab assignment right now. How big of a month was it in the month of June for Adam Duvall to to lead the Braves in home runs? Because this is a guy, Kevin, obviously that, that produced so many runs for Atlanta last year after coming over uh, in, a, in a trade from Miami. And so, uh, you know, talk about how important it is because there will be some playing time conundrums again here once Rosario comes back. Good problem to have. It's first world problems. There's no doubt about it. I mean, Eddie Rosario is going to feel like a trade deadline acquisition two years in a row, uh, really, when you think about it. Uh, look, as far as, you know, how they decide to, to, to split up the time, it'll be interesting. I mean, maybe you go a platoon situation, uh, you know, lefty righty, you could do that. But Duval has been really good. And I think, you know, moving him to the corner uh, has been really important for him. He, he said it a few weeks ago that his legs just feel that much more fresh, not running around center field, being able to be in left field. So uh, credit to uh, to Michael Harris for, for being, uh, you know, sort of a spark plug defensively and, and allowing his legs to be fresher. So I think that's been huge. Um, you know, so, again, it's a good problem to have. There's no doubt about it. Um, very curious to see how the playing time works out. But, look, if, if they're getting the kinds of uh, contributions from guys like Duvall, uh, Rosario will really be – um, a guy that, that comes in here and probably just comes off the bench at first. Um, that's sort of how I see that. So, again, he'll probably have to earn more playing time, and he can certainly do that if he heats up the way he did, um, you know, uh, with, with that uh, stretch uh, over the final couple of months last year. That could cer- certainly be in play. Uh, but, again, there's, there's 29 other GMs that would love to be in this type of position right now. Uh, I think Alex has to feel pretty good about where things are headed for the second half. 
And then, Kevin, we mentioned a little bit earlier about Ronald Acuna being the the top vote-getter in the National League in the All-Star break, but he hasn't been in the lineup for the Braves this past week since uh, since this past Saturday with the Dodgers after fouling that ball off of his foot. He rejoined the team last night. Do we see him back in the lineup tonight? And then what does his playing time look like over the weekend with the Reds? Yeah, I would think you see him back tonight. You know, the good news was he had treatment for, what, four days in a row, uh, and he checked all the boxes, and uh, sounds like he's, uh, he's feeling pretty good about where he is. So uh, I think that when you look at, uh, at, at Ronald being back with the team last night, I thought that was huge, uh, and I do expect to see him in the lineup when it comes out later on today. Uh, and, again, what a lift that will be offensively, defensively. Uh, you won't have to see Ozuna in left field. He moved Duvall back over to left and obviously have Acuna uh, in right field. So I, I think that that will help you on both sides of the ball, and I know everyone's excited to see Ronald back in there as early as tonight. We're visiting with Kevin McAlpin of the Braves Radio Network here on this Friday edition of Sports Call. Kevin is always kind with his times, but chatting on Fridays for many years now. So, Kevin, as we get set for the weekend ahead, give us the 411. What is the thing that we need to know about the Cincinnati Reds club? Uh, you know what? They got off to a terrible start. They were something like three and twenty-five, I think, or three and twenty-two, or uh, out of the gate. Uh, they were terrible to start. Now they're not a whole lot better right now. They're not a good ball club, and on paper, at least, it seems like this weekend lines up in your favor. You got Freed and Mike Miner tonight. Miner has been disastrous for the Reds. He had a terrible month of June. Uh, Strider and, and Tyler Malley tomorrow night. That'll be a good matchup. And then Sunday, Castillo and Morton. So uh, it should be three good pitching matchups. But ultimately, Reds are. A 26 and then 49 ball club on paper and I know you don't play these games on paper but uh, the Braves have to feel really good about their their opportunity to at least get out of there with a series victory again I know that anything can happen in this crazy game that's why we all love it so much but uh, I don't see any reason why the Braves shouldn't have a golden opportunity to take a series here this weekend we'll see the Braves and Reds all weekend long Kevin who's a player to be on the lookout for this weekend in the Atlanta lineup give me your pick you know what? I'm, I'm going with Michael Harris. I just love what you've gotten from him in the ninth spot in the order. Um, he's been terrific. He's come up with clutch hits. He's, he's hit the ball out of the ballpark. He's catching the ball in center field. I just, I'm, I'm really, really liking what I've seen. I think he feels comfortable is probably not the right word. He probably wouldn't want to use the word comfortable because you never want to get too comfortable when you're that young. Uh, but I do think that he's starting to feel like he fits in. He can uh, compete at the highest level. And uh, I think his confidence level has to be at an all-time high. So I'm looking at Michael to, to come up with some big moments here this weekend. Love it. We'll be listening uh, to you all weekend long there with the Braves Radio Network. We'll be listening to the action as well. And Kevin, we hope that the McAlpin family certainly enjoys this holiday weekend, the 4th of July coming up on Monday. All right, fellas, have a great fourth. Appreciate it. That's our pal Kevin McAlpin, and he's joining us on our Auburn Bank phone line. This is a Friday edition of Sports Call.